Welcome to the Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live healthier, happier, and more inspired. I so appreciate you being here, and I hope you like this episode. So today on the podcast, I have Lauren Cranick. She is a holistic wellness counselor, and she is going to talk a little bit about Ayurveda and our transition into spring. So Lauren, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) So I want to start with your story of why you got into this work. I feel like your backstory is super interesting. And I just want you to share a little bit about your why. Thank you. I'd love to. I, (laughs) about 10 years ago, I, I was working in Manhattan and I made that list, right? Everything you wanted to accomplish by 30. And I've been doing it. I had the title. I had the job. I was an international event planner. I was traveling the globe. I managed a team. I had a loving fiance, midtown apartment. Like I was happy and my body started to fail. It started with just a little pain in my hand and then digestion was off. And then one day my ankle just started rolling. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And doctors weren't sure what was going on. And a friend told me to go to an Ayurveda center. I was like, what is that? And everybody's like, don't do it. They're going to make you eat yams. This is crazy. What are you thinking? (laughs) Not holistic at all. Like I went to the gym every day. I tried to eat well, but that was the extent of my wellness. And the minute I stepped into this Ayurveda center, I knew I'm like, this is it. This is the life shift. In the middle of Manhattan, it was a room filled with happy people sharing a free community meal, doing a meditation before. Nobody was talking about how busy they were. Nobody was out doing. It was just, it was a community. So... I went for an assessment and I learned my dosha, right? My unique property, who I am, basically genetics before genetics were invented, 5,000 year old medicine. And with that, I was told what to eat, how to move my body, different exercises, different resistance, and it worked. The pain started going away. I was able to manage what ended up being an autoimmune arthritis condition with diet and exercise. So I think once you, you feel that wellness, right, you feel how great it is without having to go down this chemical path, you want to learn more and then you want to share it with everybody. <laughs> so yeah. that's sort of where my path began, Ayurveda nutrition, and then pulled in yoga and Reiki and health coaching and nutritionist. And you put it under this umbrella of really just trying to work with other people to understand what for me was an autoimmune condition, what for so many of us women is an autoimmune condition, but really just what is the imbalance in our bodies mm. and honoring that that's going to shift from when we're 20 to 30 to 40, it's going to shift with the seasons. It's going to shift with the time of day. So once you start to understand who you are and the qualities, you can understand how you're going out of balance and how to slowly bring yourself back into that nice center flow. Yeah. I love that. And it's this continuous conversation around self-awareness and understanding ourself and self-study that I feel like is so interesting and so important. And it comes through in almost every single episode about knowing yourself. And there's just so many ways to understand yourself. And I love, you know, the conversation on your energy and, and eating appropriate for that. So tell me a little bit about what you use when you work with clients as far as how to eat for, you know, optimal health. Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, 
this is the best part, right? For anybody who ever liked to take the Cosmo quiz in high school or like the BuzzFeed quizzes today, we start by doing an Ayurvedic consultation. So it's about a 90 minute sit down and we go through some of your medical history. Like, what are your goals? What are you feeling? What's feeling out of balance? What do you want to strengthen? And then we dive into to the doshas, right? So there are three doshas made up of the five elements. The first dosha is vata, which is air and space. It's movement. It's the mind. That's our creative genius, right? And then there's pitta. I am a pitta. Pitta is fire and water, right? So we've got two opposites there. But pittas are fun because too much fire, they can be a hot tongue or a perfectionist, but they're also the ones who want to get things done. They want to hang out with that vata, take that plan and be like, okay, here's step A, B, and C. We're getting it done. Then we have our kapha. Kapha is um, earth and water. And there are lovers. It's compassion. It's empathy, right? They're the people who crave cookies and sweets and all the nourishment of the world. So we learn your dosha, your dosha property, which is what you are at birth. So it's a combination of those three. Some people will be strongly one, right? Like I'm pretty strongly a pitta, but I also have a lot of kapha. So I'm pitta kapha. Most of the world is two of these doshas. A couple people are going to be all three. I like to call them the Ayurveda unicorns, right? Because it means you're pulling in the best of everything. You're pulling in this creativity, this passion and drive, this love. But it also means anything can send you out of balance. <laughs> yeah. So once we understand your baseline, right, what you were at birth, this dosha prakriti will never change. Then we can start to examine your vikriti. Where are the imbalances? What qualities are high or low in you? So in Ayurveda, there are 20 qualities, and we'd like to describe everything by these, right? The food we eat, our thoughts, material around us. But with this, you bring in an opposite. So and herbalism, like attracts like, so you would bring in more like to balance. In Ayurveda, we believe like attracts like, so you want to bring in an opposite quality to balance. So say right now it's, um, it's beautiful out, right? Spring is coming. So you might be noticing there's some dryness in your skin. This is a season we would bring in then moisture. You'd be start eating warm, soupy foods, drinking lots of smoothies, rubbing oil on your skin daily. And there, it, that goes across the board, right? Ayurveda works through the five senses. So okay. we start with food and we'd examine your diet, what foods will strengthen you, what foods will drain you. Then we move to herbs. What herbs can you season with? What teas can you drink? Then I love to play with essential oils, right? Like what'll bring you up? What can you use when you're feeling triggered? Movement, how can we pull in yoga, if that's in your practice or walks in nature, right? Right now in springtime, we want to be out in nature. Um, so we talk all about that and you're building your own path at this point, right? We figured out your baseline. We figured out where your imbalances are. And then it's going, it's honoring the goals that you brought to us and figuring out, okay, you want to feel lighter. So let's do food and movement and essential oils to lighten your thoughts. And at the end of our talk, you get a really nice packet filled with who you are in your background, your grocery list, a couple recipes, and you go out in the world. And about a week later, we touch base because it was a lot of information dropped all at once. <laughs> and we see what's working, what's not, because Ayurveda is also beautiful in that it likes to honor sustainable changes, making one small change at a time. We're looking for lifestyle shifts, right? Not, not a fad diet, not something you're just trying, but we really want to shift your body into balance so you're more aware of, of what is shifting you in and out. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love the attention to nature and mm. like the natural world. So 
that's a great segue to, you know, talk about how we're in this transition mode right now where we're like coming up on spring, but we're, we're still kind of in winter. So how are you helping folks with this transition? And what are your thoughts on just moving through the seasons, like mentally, physically, emotionally? Yeah. I mean, from an Ayurvedic perspective on the East coast, at least this is one of our favorites, right? Winter, winter was beautiful. Winter is kapha. It is that feeling of earth, um, that heaviness of water. We want to go with it. You want to rest. You want to reflect. You want to nourish. It's all about self-care and love. And we see it in our calendar, right? You're supposed to spend time with family, eat warming, delicious foods, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah. We have all these holidays. Um, New Year's, right? Where we're celebrating and we're invited to reflect. And then there's springtime. And springtime, we sometimes forget to honor that it is this beautiful transition. We spent all this time reflecting and doing the inner work. And Ayurveda wants to take a, a pause here, right? You take a break to cleanse your body. So during that reflective winter, we sometimes build up toxins and we'll build up heaviness, things that we like to call ama, right? Like waste products in the body or the mind. And spring gives us this beautiful opportunity to clean that out, to plant those seeds of intention for the year as we prepare for the summer, which is pitta, it is action, it is getting those things done, it is passion. A big part of this transition is seeing those patterns cycle around and around. And it's interesting to see some people are shifting into anxiety, nervous about what to do next, while others are sitting in a bit of depression, right? Thinking about the past. So doing this cleanse and reflecting on that, bringing awareness to it, allows us to start shedding it. And it's great if you're looking to move out of a funk, if you want to lose some of that heaviness from the winter. I realize I keep referring to kapha. A lot of the times we'll see that in our belly, our bodies as mucus, right? Congestion in the sinuses or chest, water mm -hmm. retention. If you ever wake up and your rings are stiff in the morning, like that's some water retention. Bloat in the gut. It could be constipation, gas, diarrhea. It comes in all forms, but it's, you know, the heaviness in your body, achiness in the lower back that's associated with kapha or pain in the leg. And then we see that in different cravings, right? So you can talk through those cravings and start to understand how you should be moving your body, what you should be eating. But really this, this cleanse works for everybody, for all body types. And it's just giving you time to reset your body so that you can start achieving what you wanted to for the year. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So what would you say the best tip is for this time when we are, you know, trying to transition and doing that with grace and, and easiness and what's the best way to transition smoothly? Um, so the cleanse is clearly one piece to it, but mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what's coming up for folks, maybe mentally, not just physically, how do you help them process that? It sounds so silly and simple, but routine. Yeah, right? yeah. So this transition right now is vata. And when you think of vata, I want you to think of wind, right? Movement. It's a bit of chaos that that creativity is born out of. So we bring in the opposite, which is structure. Hmm. So in Ayurveda, we call it adinacharya, your morning ritual. So when you wake up, scrape your tongue, um, use your neti pot, oil your teeth, and then go into a pranayama, uh, a breath practice, a journaling practice, or some gentle movements. That would be the key, right? Establish some kind of routine. Eat your meals at set times during the day. You want to anchor your digestive system. That connects so much with our thoughts and our overall health. 
Um, and then nature. I know we talked about it earlier, but we keep coming back to nature right now. Go outside, breathe in fresh air, ground yourself by consciously walking on the earth. So Vata is all air and space. We want to pull ourselves back down to the earth with gentle movements. Yeah. I love the yin and the yang piece and it makes so mm-hmm. much sense. I love how you said like, okay, if you have you know, anxiousness, then you need grounding and you need structure. And it, it makes so much sense. Even if you tie it back to like psychology, if you talk to psychologists who deal with anxious clients, they're consistently telling them like you need structures, you know, what to expect and you need that routine. And yeah, it's, it's wonderful to like put the pieces together. That's my favorite. It's like, okay, we see this overlap in different disciplines because there's so much truth to it. And isn't that the coolest part, right? Like when you see like, this is a 5,000 year old science, right? And it included psychology and surgery and geriatrics and children's health. And then you start to see it coming up in modern medicine. And it just does feel like it's all complete. It all works together and it validates it, right? It validates our thoughts and our instincts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think also the specificness right now in this is really important because I feel like it's, it's really easy to like overgeneralize. And, and I think, I feel like the way that you're describing, you know, the energies and what's going on and the attention to detail here, I feel like it's really key. No. And actually, thank you for saying that too, because it's a good time to remember we are all totally different, right? So you and I can be feeling the same thing and we'll both then say like, okay, we'll bring in the same morning routine and go for walks and it'll have one effect on you and a completely different effect on me. So the, the catchphrase of Ayurveda is it depends <laughs> because yeah. we are all so different and it is so specific. So thank you for highlighting that. Cause I think it's important to remember that what works for our neighbor is not necessarily going to work for us right now. Yeah. And even like that being a take home too, it's just like, okay, well, everything is great, but pick and choose because what works for you is what works for you. And it's that mm-hmm. same thing of honoring yourself and knowing yourself and understanding yourself and that self-wisdom is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So tell me a little bit about like what you're doing now. I know you mentioned a cleanse. So tell me a little bit more about your offerings. So it's fun this time of year, right? My, my initial general offering, I think everybody should do an Ayurveda profile, come in and just learn your constitution, learn your imbalances, get that basic information packet. So you can start to see your trends throughout the year. But, but this time of year, my next favorite thing is cleansing, right? I really do just love, there's a three-day, a seven-day, and a 21-day cleanse. And I think it's just such a beautiful place to step in and do a seven-day right now, right? Really, when I offer it, I like to sit down and talk for 30 minutes just so we can understand your baseline and what's out of balance right now. But then I've got this beautiful packet where it guides you through why we do the cleanse, how you study your imbalances, the foods you should be eating, the recipes, right? Because right now I just, I don't want to think personally, I don't want to have to go out and do the extra work. I want to be handed something. Um, and it comes with a daily email to keep you accountable and keep you moving. And I, it's hard because it's COVID right now, right? I miss community. And this is such a beautiful thing to be able to gather together and do as a larger group, Mm. but but there's something beautiful about what we're talking about and just reflecting on yourself, right? Like really getting to know yourself by exploring this, but taking that week to nourish yourself. So I would say that's the other offering right now, right? Um, A seven day spring cleanse to just help move those toxins out of our body and set the intention of what you want to invite in. Yeah. And I think just even the 
concept of creating intention for the new season is really valuable. I think sometimes we get caught up in life and we're not doing things with intention and we're not slowing down to process. And I think those two things of processing and being intentional are just really important take-homes. It's just good to like definitely give yourself the time and space to process and also be intentional about the next season of your life. And I love that you said that too, right? Because I know we've talked, there's so many days where I will set my intention for the day. I know what I want to do. I'm feeling good. And it'll be five o'clock. And I'm like, I haven't gotten to any of that, right? Like, where, <laughs> where did it just go? And that's where we come back to those anchors, right? Like what are trying to hit those key points to pull us back towards our intention throughout the day? Yeah. And I would love to talk just like a little bit about growth. I think you said something that really stuck with me of these seeds of intention mm-hmm. and and growing. I mean, spring is about growth. It's about blooming. And I think it's just a good reflection for folks to think like, okay, where where can I grow right now? Or like what what am I going to nurture? Because seeds need water and sun and love. Mm-hmm. So like what are we nurturing right now? You know, that whole conversation. And isn't it so interesting? Like there's a time for everything, right? So winter was the season of reflecting. And now is the season of, of casting away what didn't work for us, of honoring what happened over the last year and taking our lessons and deciding what we want to plant to harvest to move forward, be it business or health. I know I'm doing a lot with business right now, right? Just deciding where I want to focus my energy for the year, because when the sum, summer comes, we're in action. We want, we yeah. want to see growth. And then in the fall, it'll be time to harvest and celebrate and gather again. Again, but but yeah, it's pretty cool that we are in this beautiful season right now, where we get to be very decisive about what we want to do, what we want to bring to our lives, what we want to bring to our community. Absolutely, I like the piece about like community too. It it is sad that like we can't have these community gatherings, but I I think there's something valuable about support and feeling a part of something and. Um, I mean, while we have like virtual community, like that we have to take what we can get right now. There's totally like something to say about doing a cleanse with other people or being in a group where other people are working on themselves too, and just feeling a part of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, the validation and accountability, right? When day two into a cleanse, you're like, my head hurts. I'm angry at everybody. What is going on? Right? To know you're not, no, no, this is totally normal. I am feeling it too. The community support is nice, but, but I feel like the community is also there, right? That's why we have platforms like these podcasts to remind us these like-minded people are surrounding us. The energy is here. Go out and seek that. Listen to this to keep you on track for that week. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a big piece to the podcast. Just like listen to this conversation so you can also ground yourself in what feels good for you and like sticking with like things that feel good and are truthful. The piece on self-awareness is just constant. It's like, okay, if this isn't something you're feeling like turn it off and find something that works for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love this conversation. So tell me where everyone can find you on the gram. Tell me a little bit about where people can uh, connect with you. Um, My website's a great place to start, laurencranick.com or Instagram, I'm holistic wellness yogi. Yeah, and I do, There, I know we say there's no community gathering. Gatherings are starting to happen again, right? The local health food stores and libraries are starting to open up. So I do a lot of community talks on foods and eating with the seasons or reach out if you're looking to understand your dosha property, right? Like 
how the elements are playing out with you, within you, and how that, how that shows how you're interacting with the world. Absolutely. I think my favorite piece about self-awareness is that it gives you power. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, it's the power to heal or the power to show up more. You get so much out of just understanding yourself better. And I think the power comes in like the choices that you can make, like the right choices for food or the right choices for surroundings, you know, just learning that about yourself gives you a lot of power. And isn't that a great reminder, right? Like it is empowerment. We are taking power back. We are doing this. We are understanding our bodies. We are choosing to feed and nourish and live this life. Because sometimes I think we do, we look to gurus, right? We want to find people outside of us. And I love that you always pull back to like, no, you have it. This is within your soul, right? This is already who you are. Yeah. (laughs) Such a good reminder. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this conversation was a mirror for that because we started by talking about you have this unique makeup about you and learning how to create a world that is cohesive with that is really the conversation. And it's just continuous through all the conversations of like, okay, do what's right for you. And, you know, what's right for the life that you're trying to create and, and like the whole idea of co-creation based on your uniqueness, I think is really, really good. Yeah. And actually it's one of my favorite parts of Ayurveda, right? That they believe who our parents were, when we were conceived, the environment we were conceived in, right? That all feeds into what we now understand as like DNA, nature versus nurture. But I think there's something so special about us all being so beautifully unique and then choosing to form these communities, right? Finding our likeness, finding our balance in the people people we meet. So I just love that you do this. I love that you create this community and bring us all together. (laughs) I I think it's what brings me back. (laughs) It brings me back to center and it, it's also continuous awe, which is one of my favorite things in general. It's just like when you come into like an awe moment when you're like, wow, this is amazing. And it's it's going with the flow, I think, that causes awe. And it's it's nature and the things that come so naturally that causes awe for me, at least recently. Like the things that are not hard, like they're not forced. I yeah. think that's what's causing awe for me a lot more lately living in your flow right like finding your passion and being that you are very vata this is your like creativity and when you're there and you hear nothing you see nothing around you you are just creating and this is the gift you're supposed to leave with the world yeah and I love that you're helping people to nurture their gifts because I think what you're doing is really just catering to the the people and and helping them understand themselves so you're giving them that self-awareness piece And then you're giving them like tools and support. And that's literally a gift. That's one of the best gifts is like you're helping people along their journey towards better health and wellness. And I I think we can talk a little bit about that piece that you mentioned of like that vitality. And I think people who've suffered with ailments can really feel this one because it's like, if you're not living your life with full vibrant energy it's not fun like it's not fun it's not exciting but when you are it's just incredible that concept is termed ojas in ayurveda and i still remember the first time i read about it because it was just like everything connecting right this idea that we have this reserve of vital essence within us and it most directly translates to our immune system which i found very interesting Mm. but it's just what you were saying our ojas gets pressed down, right? By the stress, the stimuli, doing too much. 
And in Ayurveda, the first step, right? If you're feeling that draining, if something's wrong in your body, so many times we will prescribe like taking a nap at 2 p.m. <laughs> it's considered a glitch in the day and taking that 20 minutes to restore your ojas, your vital essence, going for a walk in nature, listening to music that serves your dosha type, but that the principle of everything, right? Before we even get into specific health and ailments is building up this vital essence within all of us because it is what gives you the passion to go through the day and health and mental clarity. Absolutely. That was so well said. And I think it's also just like the easiest example is things like batteries and cars. Like you can't drive your car if you don't have it working properly and it doesn't have fuel in it. This was truly magical. You continuously bring the magic. Um, I'm just so appreciative to know you and have you on the podcast. So thank you. Oh, right back at you. It's just so fun to share in your energy. Hey friends, thanks for checking out this episode of the solutions podcast. For more episodes, just like this, be sure to subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at solutions pod. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.